you ever hoped that things would get better? Dreamed of a bright future or looked for a better outcome? You believe in God, but you can't see him. Well, he's there, and all we need to do is look for the sunrise. God offers us new beginnings and new birth, the opportunity to lay down our past failures. That's what this podcast is all about, the coming of light. It's about seeing the sunrise and seeing a chance for change, for a bright future, and about seeing the sun, the S-O-N, rise. It is an open door to the hidden soul where hope, help, and healing resides. Hello again, and welcome to See the Sunrise. This is episode 12. I just want to welcome you back and hope that you've been getting um, encouraged by listening to these podcasts and realizing how much God really wants to uh, hear from us and be in a relationship with us. The past few weeks or the past couple of weeks, I've focused on prayer and prayer primarily because it is a means by which we are able to talk to God and for him to talk to us. That's not the only means, but it is a great opportunity for us to voice our concerns to him, to hear what our hearts feel and what we are experiencing. And he wants to know how we're doing, but more than anything, he wants to have a relationship with us. And prayer is a great way for that. This week, I spent some time outside really getting into the atmosphere of meditation and experiencing the presence of God. And I was doing it through prayer. Now, some of my prayers were out loud, um, where I could express my concerns, where I could hear in the audit from an auditory perspective. But a lot of them were internal, the things that my heart feels that God already knows because his Holy Spirit dwells in me. And in those times, God is leading me how to pray because the Spirit gives utterance to what is the longings are or the things that are going on in our minds. This week, I want to spend some time on this podcast or in this podcast summarizing some of the things that I wrote in my devotions every day. And I hope you're taking the opportunity to take a listen or take a look at them. Sometimes I will record them live and other times um, I will type them out just so that you have something to refer to. You can go back to if you don't have access to being able to listen to them, maybe while you're at work and you need encouragement. I encourage you to just go out to my Facebook page and just pull up one of those devotions and hopefully they bring you a sense of peace and that they are uplifting. I started off Monday talking about praying for favor according to God's will. Now that's not easy because a lot of times what God may want for us, that's not necessarily what we want for ourselves. Um, But God's way is right and he knows what we have need of. And God is faithful to us and and God is kind to us, just as he was to Abraham. Coming from Genesis chapter 24, uh, we hear that the man bowed down and worshiped the Lord, saying, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Master Abraham, who has not abandoned his kindness and faithfulness to my master. As for me, the Lord has led me on the journey to the house of my master's relatives. Abraham had uh, made a covenant with God, or God made a covenant with Abraham. Let me put it like that, because God is in charge. And with Abraham, uh, we see that he found favor with God, and he had received the gift that uh, God had promised him, which was a son from his own flesh and blood. And that son now is getting of age, and he is about to 
um, well, Abraham wants him to get married, but he wants him to get married, not from the land that they're living, but from his own clan. And so his servant, he sent him out to find a partner for him. Now, while the, the servant was willing to be obedient, he was concerned because how was he going to find or encounter that person that God wanted for him? You know, some I look at um, a lot of the times where individuals are looking for a spouse and they have their long list written out of what they want in them. They might want them to be handsome or to have money, to be kind, to be loving. He has to look a certain way or she has to look a certain way or act a certain way. And there are times that those people that we've identified on paper is not who God has for us. And so there tends to be a hesitancy to want to pray for God's will or to God, for God to send that person because they may not look like, sound like, or be any representation of what you've drawn up in your own mind. So what did the servant do when Abraham asked him to find a spouse for his son Isaac? The first thing he did was pray. He asked God to find favor in the in the task that he was being charged with. And so he did. Um, and in that prayer, God answered that prayer. And that is why that servant was so grateful uh, in, in being able to respond to his master. But the only way he was able to do it was through the help of God. Don't miss God because of your list. You know, your list may not be, be may not mimic anything like what God has for you. But what God has for us is best for us. I'll share really a quick story. And it's a very quick story of how I thought that the one love I had met in high school was going to be that guy I was going to marry. And, you know, God, in his ultimate wisdom, removed that person. And it was the right thing to do when I look back at it. Hindsight really is twenty twenty. I stopped looking. And I decided if God wanted me to have a spouse, he would send that spouse. Notice, I didn't have any lists. I didn't decide what I needed. I just said, I'm done. Sometimes you just need to throw up your hands and say, I'm done. I'm not looking. I don't pick well. And since I don't pick well, there's no sense in me trying. And when we take our hands off of it, that's when God can answer our prayers or our inner longings. Even if we aren't able to articulate it in prayer, God has a way of getting that message to us and sending us exactly what we need. One other, the other day, the next day I spoke about seeking him through prayer. Now, not just seeking for a spouse, but seeking God in prayer. If you think about it, the situation sometimes we find ourselves in, often it's of our own doing. When we're disobedient or when we're not obeying God, we can be in places that are really unfamiliar. And it's in those times that we're crying out to him saying, Lord, deliver me. I don't want to be in this situation. Please help me get out of this. And that's when we're looking for directions after we've already gotten lost. But the good thing is God doesn't abandon us. No, he does not. You know, it's much to be said about the kind of love that God has for his children. Because children, no matter how much you teach them, I had someone say the other day, you know, I told my daughter, you know, she has to be really careful about her asthma. And she would not listen to me. And she's like, yeah, yeah, mom, yeah, grandma, you're always going on, you worry too much. But when her doctor told her, you really need to be careful, you know, this illnesses that we're going through right now, COVID, it's a respiratory disease and it really, really could wreak havoc on your body. Isn't that interesting? She listened to the doctor, but she wouldn't listen to her mom or her grandma. What's interesting is that we'll listen to other people quicker than we'll listen to God. 
whatever you're experiencing, whatever you're going through, you know, as obedient children, not disobedient children, but as, as obedient children, seek not to stray away from the good teachings of our Heavenly Father, because those lessons learned can help us for our future and the path that he has us on. The word says that God is a sun and a shield. He bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. Now think about that. Think about that when I just talked about finding a life partner or husband or a wife. He said no good thing. So if that person, him or her, are no longer in your space, they must not have been the good thing. And I know I'm sounding like I'm making light, but I'm not. Nothing's better than having a spouse that God sent because no matter what you go through, and I'll tell you, marriage is not easy. There are ups and downs, but if God sends them, you can weather the storms together and not worry about what tomorrow might bring. Um, if you've strayed away from God, trust God and come back. He, he's not one that won't welcome you back home. You know how some of those parents say, when you leave, you know, take everything with you. You can't come back. He's not like that. You can go boldly before the Lord, but you go boldly, not as someone without sin, but someone who recognizes that they have sin and that they understand and that you understand the consequences of the sin and that you need God's help for forgiveness. And don't let the enemy keep whispering in your ear, oh, you know you're unworthy. Oh, you know you have sinned. What makes you think you can come to a holy God? Don't listen to that. You know, the word says, if you seek him, you will find him. If you seek, he says, when we pray our prayers, uh, that asking God to forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. If we've done what God has asked us to do, God definitely will do what he said he will do. And even in our disobedience, God still give us, gives us favor. But it is out of love and out of our love for him that we really want to respond in a manner that we appreciate and we are thankful for his ongoing love for us. And then when you're going to God, you know, sometimes sin can just be so such a plague. It just weighs us down. And the psalmist in 143 says, Hear my prayer, Lord. Give ear to my pleas for mercy. In your faithfulness, answer me in your righteousness. Enter not into judgment with your servant. For no one living is righteous before you. Hear that? No one is righteous before God. It's interesting how people try to bring up our past failures especially when we have done wrong or sinned. And then you hear the famous words and they call themselves a Christian. And we are, but we're human. And in our humanness, um, the word says there's no good thing. But one of the words that the young people use today is that come correct. And what I've said is if you want God to hear you, to answer you, we need to come correct. And what that means is to be prepared to act appropriately. Don't, don't come like, God owes you something or that you are perfected or you're so perfect that you can approach a holy God any kind of way. If you remember doing Old Testament times when the priests would go in, go in and make atonement for the people, if they went in with sin, they literally died in the presence of God. Thank God for Jesus and his blood. Because when we enter the Holy of Holies, when we come correct, God allows sinful flesh to approach a, approach him, a holy God. And as we approach him, we can cry out to him and he extends grace and mercy to us. He gives the privilege of sinful flesh to come before him and we are allowed to get the deliverance and the answers that we need. 
you know, the Lord, it, the Lord's prayer echoes David's cry in Psalm 143 when he says, give ear to my plea for mercy. When we say, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, we're asking for his mercy. We are simple flesh, flesh approaching a holy God. And if we want him to answer, we need and must depend on his mercy. When we do wrong, the Holy Spirit should convict you. It should be telling you, you know that was inappropriate. You know your actions were not demonstrating that you belong to God. You know you didn't treat your family right. You know you were wrong in the workplace. You know you should have paid for that drink when you finished at the restaurant, but instead you just walked out because they didn't ask for payment. You know when you do wrong if the Spirit of God is living in you. It's easy when someone hurts us, our natural inclination is to get even, but that's not what God wants. When you think about being, uh, when someone does wrong to you, think about how much he has forgiven you. And when you think about how much he's forgiven you, you won't have a problem uh, forgiving others. Because if God would give us what we deserve, oh, woe to us. And then in prayer, God is faithful. And who can measure up to the faithfulness of God? When we go to God in prayer, we can expect God to, to answer. We can expect that he will hear us. Prayer offers us great opportunity. It frees us from a burdensome spirit. Um, we must be very vigilant and um, deliberate to when we go to God. And in, when we go to him, we have to trust and believe that he will do what he said he will do. There's nothing that he can't address, no situation he can't fix. Um, read through your scriptures. As you read through, you'll see that God always did what he said he would do. The thing that makes our prayers effective is not what we do but what God did through Christ. And in a nutshell, he was faithful. He gave us uh, a mediator, someone who was the propitiation of our, for our sins. In other words, someone who stood in the gap so that when we sin and when God could easily destroy, speak a word and destroy us, instead what he does, he looks at us through the lens of Christ. So when he's looking at us, Christ is right there in front of us and compassion overcomes him and that compassion leads him to grant us mercy and grace and forgiveness. You know, God has never failed to keep his words. He keeps his proclamations, any edict he made, any declaration, anything he has ever decreed he has done, which makes him perfect. And he, that makes him the perfect one to reach out to in prayer. God won't walk away from us. He loves us too much. He's concerned about every single detail of our life. He's concerned about which direction you take to work or, you know, what services that you may choose to have in your home. Maybe it's you're picking a nanny or a babysitter. If you reach out to him, he can tell you what's safe and what's appropriate. And, you know, he loves us so much. And his faithfulness is not just for now, but it'll go from generation to generation. I pray that over these last few days and these last couple of weeks, as I have focused on prayer, you have taken the time to pull away and spend that quiet time with the Lord. It doesn't matter about your posture, whether you're on your knees, 
prostrate on your face, laying down before the Lord, whether you're at work, in the gym, out for dinner, for a meal, making him a part of your everyday life. To abide in his presence in prayer, it's like having your best of friends, someone who loves you no matter what you do, no matter what mistakes you made, who loves you unconditionally and will never leave you. That's the person you want to spend time with because you can trust him. You can trust him because he loves you. You can trust him because he's faithful. You can trust him for his mercy and you can trust him for your future, for the rest of your life. God will never leave us nor forsake us. I pray we will never leave him. Be blessed and God bless you.